Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio as we continue our studies in the book of Daniel. We're nearing the end of our studies. We're in Daniel chapter 12, and this episode is part two, also entitled Antiochus and Antichrist. And if you really want to know what's going on in the end of chapter 11 of Daniel, as well as Daniel chapter 12, and there's a lot of controversy, there's a lot of uh, clouded thinking on these chapters, but if you want to know what's going on, the title of this episode will tell you what's going on, Antiochus and Antichrist. That's what's being described. Let's start with Daniel chapter 12, the first verse. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Now, there are a number of very specific historical references as you get towards the end of Daniel chapter 11. And it's pretty clear, at least to me, it has historical reference to Antiochus Epiphanes, the wicked ruler who tried to impose by force Hellenistic culture upon the Jews a couple of centuries before Christ. And of course, this gave rise to the great rebellion of the Maccabean revolt, the Maccabees, and the books in the Bible, First and Second Maccabees, describe this period. So Steve, are you saying then that Daniel 11, and remember, as we go into chapter 12, there is no chapter 12 when Daniel wrote Daniel. There were no chapter divisions. This was just a second paragraph. So is this only about Antiochus then? No. And I think we need to go back and look at some of the oldest Catholic commentaries on the book of Daniel. For instance, St. Jerome, and it's a puzzle to me. Did you know a lot of contemporary Catholic scholars seem to be embarrassed by St. Jerome when he comes to writing on Daniel? In fact, Jerome's commentary on Daniel in English, guess what Catholic scholar did it? No, Catholic scholar didn't do it. It was a Protestant fundamentalist did it. What an odd turn of affairs. But in any case, this is what St. Jerome said about Daniel 11. The book of Maccabees relate the great sufferings of the Jews endured at the hands of Antiochus. But let no one doubt that these things are going to happen under, under Antichrist. So if you could see, you have Antiochus and Antichrist, and imagine you have a telescope. You're trying to peer into the future, and there's two future events to the time Daniel was writing. One was Antiochus in the more or less nearer 
future and Antichrist in the distant future. And if your telescope has two lenses, the one near your eye would be Antiochus, and the one on the far end of the telescope, that's Antichrist. And you're looking through the same thing. Now, in chapter 12, St. Jerome says, in the time of the Antichrist, there shall occur a tribulation such as there has never been since nations began to exist. Now, was it terrible trouble under Antiochus? It certainly was. And in fact, I don't feel aware, but Protestant Bibles don't have First and Second Maccabees in them. That's uh, two of the seven books taken out of the Old Testament by Protestants, and it's a mistake. And I'm not into you know a Protestant Catholic debate here. I'm just trying to get people ready for hard times. And the Book of Maccabees is your preview. It's it's like how to develop your blueprint for surviving hard times and how people got through it. And to take those books out of the Bible is a mistake because we can look at Antiochus and get a preview of what the Antichrist will do. And that's exactly what St. Jerome, the doctor of the church and saint of the church, says about Daniel 11 and Daniel 12. Now, this is another fellow that gets passed over a lot. Hippolytus, believe it or not, wrote the very first commentary on Daniel, period. There were Protestants back then, so this is the first Catholic commentary, but it's the first Christian commentary in the book of Daniel, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the first commentary on a complete book of the Bible ever in the Christian period. So Hippolytus and Jerome, they line up with each other and say that Daniel 11, and remember Daniel 11 flows into Daniel 12, is ultimately referring to a future figure, the one that St. Paul warned the Thessalonians about. And I'm talking about 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, which the guts of chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians has been passed over by contemporary Catholic lectionaries. All right, now putting this together in a very articulate way is Dr. Tremper Longman, who is the author of the Application Commentary on Revelation. And I picked up a copy of this commentary. I like to read several commentaries, get various views. And since this was titled Application Commentary, I like application. How do you apply it to your life? But quite to my surprise, Tremper Longman is also a very, very good scholar. And this is how he puts Daniel 11 and 12 together. And I'm going to quote him. We have argued that this previous section, that's Daniel 11, telescopes earthly and cosmic realities, as well as near future and far future events. The king is Antiochus, but he's also something more or something worse than Antiochus. The end is in the second century BC, but the end is also in the still distant future. Just as the ideal king of the Psalms was grounded in King David, but yet in anticipated the messianic glory of Jesus, so the wicked king of the end of Daniel, 
is grounded in Antiochus, but anticipated the horror of the Antichrist. Antiochus and Antichrist. And it's interesting how people line up on either one of these, like making an or rather than an and. Now, at that time, and this has the final eschatological fulfillment, the arising of Michael at a great time of trouble. And we read about Michael in the Old Testament, right in the book of Daniel in chapter 10, we saw where the demonic forces over the kingdom of Persia was involved in spiritual combat trying to prevent a message from reaching Daniel. And Michael, the archangel, was the one who would come and wrestle and basically restrain this demonic force over the kingdom of Persia. So that's Michael in the Old Testament. Michael in the New Testament, those of you who are with us through the study of the book of Revelation, we read in Revelation chapter 12, and by the way, Revelation 12 was quoted repeatedly at Fatima anniversaries by a whole string of popes. Revelation 12, 7 says, now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they were defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. Now, St. Michael in the end times, and by the end times, I'm talking about the very end times, because the end times was really inaugurated by the resurrection and ascension of Jesus into heaven, completing the first coming of Jesus. But during this end times period, as we approach that time, it speaks of Michael arising. And those who say this only applies to a time of trouble before Christ conveniently either ignore or somehow don't put it together with the very next verse. And remember, the next verse was simply the next sentence. There wasn't even a, a, a two there to mark verse two. It says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. This is the bodily resurrection. It occurs at the second coming of Christ, and it's one of the very clear references to that in the entire Old Testament. So Michael has a very key role to play, Old Testament, New Testament, and in the New Testament at the very end of the end times, and Daniel chapter 12 is one of those places that shows us that. But one of the things you need to remember that from Daniel 10, that Michael was the warrior and the restrainer of evil spirits. Now, what we want to do, and actually I made references to this back when we went through 2 Thessalonians, a very key book of the Bible for understanding prophecy, when we went through Revelation and got to Revelation 20, and we really want to put together a package, so to speak. Daniel 12, Revelation 20, and 2 Thessalonians 2. And 2 Thessalonians 2, I happen to have the Luke 21 radio episode numbers. It's 33, 34, 35. Now, I spoke to you back in 2 Thessalonians 2, the research that's found in a scholarly monograph on Thessalonians by a Colin Nicole. 
And it's very slowly people are picking up on this, but uh, Dr. Beale in his 1,300-page commentary on Revelation seems to be aware of it and basically recommending it. Uh, Catholic scholar Dr. Peter Williamson of the Sacred Heart Major Seminary also seems to be aware of it and recommending it in his Baker commentary on the book of Revelation. I heard Dr. Williamson being interviewed by Al Cresta, and there was a brief mention of what he found out, namely that the restrainer that keeps the Antichrist from appearing that's described in 2 Thessalonians 2, a very, very key passage of prophetic scripture, is none other than St. Michael himself. And I just came across another scholar that basically backs up Colin Nicole's thesis in addition to Dr. Beale and Dr. Williamson, and that's a professor at my seminary, Sinclair Ferguson, and he says this, it's interesting to ask whether Michael might not also be the angel mentioned in Revelation 20, the one that binds the dragon. And if that's the case, then there may also be good reason for believing that Paul's obscure reference to the one who restrains the man of sin, the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians 2, is also a reference to St. Michael and his ministry. Uh, explains also how the dragon once again is allowed to deceive the nations while Michael's influence is withdrawn. Now, next time we're going to talk about exactly when this lack of restraint, this unleashing of evil may occur in our final episode in the book of Daniel. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 170 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.